0: your finances will leave a long-lasting impact on your family. After all, you only retire once. If you're looking to discuss all things pertaining to your retirement, you've come to the right place. This is Retirement Matters with Michael Stewart.
1: Hey, everybody. Welcome into this edition of Retirement Matters Podcast with Michael Stewart. As we're talking investing, finance, and retirement like we usually do. What's going on, my friend? How are you this week?
0: I'm doing very well, homebound and, you know, still productive though.
1: <laughs> Safe and sane?
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, one of the two at least.
1: <laughs> at least one of the two. I think we're all on that boat. Well, we got uh, we got a good show today that we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about a few ways to help clients, you know, just deal with some of this stuff during the during this pandemic. So, a kind of a, I don't know, a little bit of a checklist if you will of some items that you should be talking about with your advisor or at least uh communicating with, right?
0: Uh, a- absolutely. Yeah. There's a lot of questions that people have that aren't really, you know, even virus related, more so just tying it back into what they should or shouldn't be doing right now.
1: Yeah. And I think, I mean, a great place to start is just. A really good key one, Michael, is just to say, let's revisit the am I on track conversation. You might have had that prior to like you might have had that six months ago or whatever, if you were doing a review or whatever the case might be. And you said, hey, am I still looking good for retirement? Let's say it's a couple of years away or whatever. No reason to not have that conversation again now. As a matter of fact, probably more so of a reason to have it again now.
0: Uh, absolutely in, in a lot of instances things have changed you know account values have changed interest rates have changed the economy has definitely changed but the key thing that a lot of clients you know need to ask themselves and they ask us every time we speak is am i on track you know am i going to be okay is the real underlying question on that and that really comes down to let's revisit the plan that you had and make sure that You know, assumptions that we made going in are still relevant, not just based on what's going on over the last 30, 60, 90 days, but over the course of the next three years, six years. 20 years of retirement. So, you know, what you do is you revisit and say, all right, what are the most important things? You know, how am I getting income in retirement? How much risk am I taking? Uh, You know, are there some tax things that I could be taking advantage of right now? And then that's how you figure out, you know, am I on track? And, And if I'm off track a little bit, you know, not because of the markets, but just according to the plan, then should I be making some adjustments just to kind of get back on track or take advantage of what's going on out there right now?
1: yeah and then there's so many adjustments right i mean obviously at the time we're taping this podcast you know the market is it's not doing the crazy 10 12 you know <laughs> percent days we were seeing a few weeks ago mm-hmm. but it's moving you know two or three at, at a time basically per day one up one day down the next so on and so forth and that's probably going to continue on so you you know you want to make sure that you're having this the am i on track conversation and a part of that might be too You know, we're not going anywhere, Michael. We're not spending nearly as much money as we might have, especially if you, depending on the kind of lockdown that you might be under. So readjusting the budget, take a look at it, you know, alter that as necessary.
0: Yeah, no, that's really important right now because, you know, when we do retirement planning for individuals, and this is whether you are 55 and, you know, still five or 10 years away from retirement or whether you are, you know, 60, 65, 70 plus is that it's all about cash flow. It's about how much income are your investments generating. So you're not concerned, are they up in value, down in value? What's the stock market doing or what's going on with interest rates? It's about how are we paying our bills in retirement? Because monthly bills need monthly income. So that applies right now, especially even in a lockdown for those that are still working. So I'll kind of give you two different camps. For those that were employed, but maybe they're at home. Hopefully those paychecks are still coming in, you know, or if it's unemployment or some other sources or so, then you really need to kind of sharpen that pencil. And then, you know, we tell clients that are in that type of scenario to kind of start from zero you know, kind of go back and say, okay, let's assume that, you know, nothing's coming in right now. You know, what changes short-term or long-term do we need to make to our budget so we can kind of weather this storm, whether it's going to be a 30-day storm or a six-month storm? Now, it's slightly different for the retirees. For the retirees, we've built in a retirement income plan. So, we made sure that your income isn't subject to is the market up or down. Your income's coming in from interest or dividends or social security or pension. So this blip that we're going through, as far as the whole you know uh, COVID nineteen pandemic, the reality is your income shouldn't be affected unless you decided to make some changes to your investments. You know, for good reasons or bad reasons, whole different you know show probably attached to that, right? <laughs> but more importantly, your budget and your cash flow shouldn't change just because the market circumstances have changed. So for retirees, your income should be relatively the same. You should be able to weather through this. Not a lot of change is necessary as long as you were positioned correctly. For somebody that maybe was still working or getting close to retirement, you know, that's really used this as a fire drill to kind of sharpen that pencil a little bit and say, okay, if I need to make cuts to kind of just get through this, then what should I be doing?
1: Gotcha. Okay. And and we should we should get the dog involved, by the way. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, that's one of the beauties of working at home. That's all, right. Man.
1: Exactly. He's the, he's a secret sauce in all of this. <laughs> True. <laughs> all right. So what about the Roth conversion conversation, uh, especially in 2020 with all the adjustments in the CARES Act and so on and so forth? And there seems to be like everything. I, I you hear two sides of this equation. You say, well, well, the markets are low. You should do it. And then other people are saying when the markets are low, you shouldn't do it. What's your thoughts?
0: Yeah, I think that there's two ways you take advantage of kind of what's going on in the markets right now. You know, one is reposition for a recovery. You know, if your risk tolerance and everything allows you to and, you know, your income and budget, like we talked about before, does. The second thing is there's certain tax advantages that you can take advantage of. One might be if you have non-retirement assets and let's say, you know, you've got some stocks that are now down in value or they used to be up a lot and now they're down. So there's less taxable gain. It may give you an opportunity to reposition lock in some losses that will offset future gains. You know, so you can be proactive on the tax planning side. There's also an opportunity using what they call Roth conversions. And this is where you take your pre-tax IRAs and 401ks. You pay a little bit of tax now while things are lower in value on there. And then whatever that grows to going forward is going to be completely tax-free. So let me give you an example. Let's say you got a $100,000 IRA that you decide, you know, it could be larger than that, but we've earmarked $100,000 that we're going to do for a Roth conversion. Mm -hmm. And we're going to pay 22% and stay in the same tax bracket, pay 22% in taxes this year on because it's down in value. So we're going to pay about $22,000 in taxes. Now let's say over the course of the next ten years, it averages, you know, just seven percent, you know, some some random, just you know, moderate type of return at about seven percent. That hundred is going to double to two hundred thousand dollars. Now, if we've done a Roth conversion for that money, that two hundred thousand dollars is now completely tax free to you in the future. So, if you decide to take it out, take an income stream, leave it to the kids, the church, whomever else, it's completely tax free. You've already paid the taxes on the original money. Whereas, if you tried to take out that 200, let's assume the same tax rates in the future, which we all think they're probably going to be higher, but let's just, for our purposes, assume that they're going to be the same. On that 200,000, you would now pay $44,000 in taxes instead of the original 22 that you could have paid now. So it's not right for everybody, but in many instances, if you have the resources and the time available that we've got a five or 10 year runway before we need to start touching some of this money, it may make more sense to be more tax efficient, to pay a little bit of taxes now, why the values are depressed, so that whatever they grow to when all this rebounds and, you know, carried out a few years, all of that is tax-free income, tax-free growth going forward. So there's definitely some opportunities, you know, some kind of silver linings to what's going on out there if you utilize Roth conversions.
1: Well, we're talking about some items to help us to ponder during this uh, pandemic, this downturn, some things to relook at when it comes to our plan with Mike. And of course, if you have questions, folks, about any of this stuff, as always, please, before you take any action, please double check with a qualified professional like Michael Stewart. Give him a call at Nine two. Now, this is, I think, a really good item on this list, Mike, and that is the emergency fund. Create a game plan for what might happen if it runs dry. For some folks who have maybe been out of work seven, eight weeks, and they're still, you know, maybe they're not retired yet, you know, they could be zapping that that emergency fund.
0: Yeah, I, th- I think initially, in talking with some of our clients, especially the kids of our clients, when I say kids, oh, that's good th- point, they're yeah. thirty, forty years of, it, of right, age. Yeah, is that you know, for the first couple of weeks, it was fun. Right. I mean, you know, not the pandemic kind of thing of it, but it's like, oh, hey, I get to work from home, or, you know, I'm, you know, I'm going to be off work for a little bit. So it was okay. And then now this is dragged on to four weeks. And who knows, maybe it goes to six, maybe it goes to eight, you know, depending on where you are in the country. So what happened is their reserves have started to dry up. And even if there were supposed to be unemployment checks coming in, you know, that whole system's been a mess too. Um, right. I think individuals here in late April are finally starting to get some of those twelve hundred dollar you know economic stimulus checks, you know, back off for the taxes and things. So it's been kind of a slow start as far as the government intervention and you know, kind of financially taking care of this. So a lot of people have begun, if they were fortunate enough to even have emergency savings on there, have been kind of gradually spending through it. And now it, for a lot of people. Those are starting to run dry a little bit. So some of the conversations and the calls we're fielding, and you know, it's not as much from our existing clients as it is either some of their friends or family or even some of the kids. Right. Is you know, what's the next bucket of money? Should I tap into the equity within my home? Should I go into my retirement accounts? You know, what should I do? And that answer is going to be different for everybody, you know, based on their individual circumstances and their access to resources. One of the things, you know, that this new Care Act, provided is it affords individuals the ability to take, even if they're under 59 and a half, take withdrawals from their retirement accounts, their 401ks and their IRAs up to certain limits, and defer those taxes up to, basically pay those taxes that would normally come out of there over the next three years. So now, is that a great scenario for them? No, but if you need the money, you get to avoid the 10% early withdrawal, fee, and that's completely, plus you get to push those taxes out later. Also, if you have the ability, let's say you had to tap into your retirement accounts early, you have the ability that if you get in a better financial situation down the road, be it six months from now or a year and a half from now, you can repay that money back over the next three years and still not owe any income tax on it. So you know, are they ideal scenarios? No, but I think what we're going through right now is an ideal to begin with. But there are some opportunities out there, and you know, if if people have questions on that, you know, they should definitely reach out to us, and we can kind of walk them through that.
1: Yeah, absolutely, and and something to consider in that, Michael, would be maybe eliminating payments or reducing some of those. I know there's been conversation with some insurance companies that allow people to, you know, push back insurance payments, things of that nature. What's your thoughts there?
0: Yeah, I think that it even goes back to kind of adjusting their budget is necessary, you know. But uh, another thing is to, to the point about reducing or eliminating temporarily even some payments comes down to things that you have to be proactive about. One of those things is so, you know, if things are super tight for you, then you might want to call your mortgage company and just say, "Hey, th- you know, Everybody knows what's going on right now. Right. Can I get forbearance? Can you add it to the back end? Are there different ways that where you can buy yourself 30, 60, 90 days of wiggle room just to kind of weather through this storm. Other things are, you know, you mentioned insurance. A lot of the auto insurance, since people really aren't driving anywhere, Mm -hmm. they've rebated some of the costs or they've pushed those payments, you know, later. You've seen that life insurance. There's talks out there about, you know, suspending life insurance payments for a certain period of time. But just like with credit card, just like with the mortgage, just like with the insurance, if you don't ask, you may not get. So if things are a little bit tighter, then, you know, pick up the phone, call them, you know, those people want your business and want to continue to receive it. So make sure that they earn it, see what's available. Now, the one caveat to that is on the mortgage side, and it's super important. A lot of people talk about forbearance. Hey, don't worry, you don't have to make payments for three months or six months on your mortgage or so. You know, some of those offers are out there. Understand the fine print before you sign anything. And what I mean by that is forbearance for some means that Those are lump sum payments that are going to be due in 90 days or in 180 days. They're not kicked to the end of the loan. So you need to make sure that you understand what you're signing up for.
1: Oh, that's a great point. Good tip there. Well, I think just a couple more and we'll wrap up the podcast this week. But uh, I've got this note here. Fix a previously unfixable asset location problem. Tell us about that.
0: Yeah, I think, you know, when some individuals have come in, prospective clients, and they say, hey, you know, I can't sell out of this, you know, I'm in this stock that I bought, or mutual fund that I bought 10 years ago, and I've got gains in here, so I can't sell out of it because I don't want to pay the tax. We call it having the tax tail wag the dog and say, okay, well, we could pay a little bit in taxes right now. And in many instances, capital gains aren't even taxable for many people, but we could pay a little bit of taxes now, lock in that value If it makes sense that, you know, maybe you should reduce your risk or maybe it should be reallocated somewhere. Well, they don't really have that problem anymore because the market's kind of taken 10, 20, 30 percent of that value away. And now they wish that they had paid the taxes. We've also had others come in where maybe, you know, some guy sold them an annuity, you know, five years ago and there's a 3 percent or 4 percent surrender charge. And they're like, you know what? This thing has high fees. I really don't want to be in here. It doesn't make sense for me anymore. I don't know why I even own it. And we say, hey, you know, hey, over the next couple of years, if we do this, you know, reallocate, reposition, kind of rip the band-aid off, does it make sense for you? And the math plays out that it usually does. They say, Yeah, I don't want to pay a penalty. Well, to avoid the three percent surrender penalty, you know, the slap on the risk on the way out, instead now they're down 15% in actual value. You know, so sometimes, you know, we call those unfixable asset location problems because people psychologically are worried about taxes, they're worried about surrender penalties. But at the end of the day, one of the things that's nice to know is at least you know what that penalty is because the market doesn't right. tell you what that penalty is until it's too late. Okay.
1: All right. And then our final one here, and I would think that we would need to also, Mike, revisit our health care plans, uh, living wills, any of those advanced directive type of things.
0: Yeah, we're using actually the month of May here because we're anticipating that this lockdown is going to, you know, continue a little bit more. Is you know we're doing a webinar for just our existing clients on estate planning basis. You know, so for a lot of our clients, we've already assisted them with estate the planning, and for others, you know, it's been on their bucket list, their to do list, but they haven't really got around to it. So we're saying, okay, why don't we use this downtime and not estate planning because we're concerned about you know the coronavirus and this, but estate planning, saying we got a little extra time on our hands. We're sitting around the house a little bit more. So maybe now is the good time to get that estate planning Q&A filled out. Maybe now is the time that if we have no will or we got an old will or we need to make an amendment to our trust, that now over the course of the next 30 days is when we might want to address that. And we can assist you with that. Even our attorneys that we work with, you know, nationally, they're, they're working remotely too, you know, so we're getting some documents done for clients and assisting them into the estate planning process. So, you know, if, if you're out there and, you know, you don't have your will, you don't have your trust, or maybe they're 20 years old and you know you need some changes, or you don't have a health care power of attorney, a living will, a financial power of attorney, all those kind of things, uh, we set up just a separate meeting just to talk about those alone to kind of either point you in the right direction to say, all right, let's use this downtime. And if you want to take care of them on your own on LegalZoom, at least you'll know what you need. And if you want to use our attorneys, great, you can use our attorneys and, you know, save a little bit of money in the process. But either way, I think it's just another way that clients can kind of, you know, right their financial ship even while they're sitting at home.
1: Well, I think that's gonna do it for this week here on the podcast. A lot of good information, but you know, doing all of this stuff, speaking of which, how, how's things going? Uh you know, you're doing still doing a lot of Zoom meetings and talking with folks and still trying to uh, you know, do all those new techie ways of doing business and things like that. How's that all going?
0: Yeah, I'm actually more busy than before this all started. And yeah, a lot of Yeah. And a lot of it is that, you know, as clients have more time, you know, we all get busy in life as clients and, you know, former individuals, former prospective clients that I met with in the past, you know, life gets in the way. We get busy. There's family commitments, other things. And then a lot of people kind of being inside now. Are kind of looking to clean up that financial junk drawer a little bit. We we want to have the reviews that maybe they were just a little too busy, you know, to set aside time from in the past, or that they have more questions now that they got a little bit more time. So whether it's estate planning, whether it's taxes, whether it's the investment management end of it, we're filling our calendar up. So like I said, I'm I'm busier today with online meetings and phone calls and screen shares than I was back in January and February. And that's just a testament to serving the clients that there we you have. go. Well, that's
1: awesome. Well, folks, if you've got questions or concerns, you should know what to do, but we'll remind you anyway. Make sure you give him a call. Reach out to him at 815-526-3092. Again, 815-526-3092 to set up a time to have a conversation and maybe do a phone conversation or a virtual meeting or whatever the case is. Uh, And as always, we would appreciate it if you would check out the podcast. You can find it at Mike's website, which is crystallaketax.com. That is crystallaketax.com. Thank you so much for your time, my friend, this week. I hope you guys stay safe and, uh, and sane, and you can maybe get both of those together.
0: All right, Mark, stay healthy as well. And my dog Charlie also says, thanks for having him aboard the podcast. We
1: appreciate it. it. Charlie is welcome anytime. I'll, I'll bring one of mine, and we'll just have a free-for-all. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> have All a great right, well, week, folks. We'll see you next time here on Retirement Matters with Michael Stewart of Crystal Lake Tax and Financial.
2: you should consider the appropriateness of the advice having regard to your own objectives, financial situation, and needs. Please contact us to obtain our disclosure brochure relating to the services offered by Sound Income Strategies, LLC, and consider its contents before making any decisions. Where quoted, past performance is not indicative of future performance. Sound Income Strategies LLC does not represent or warrant that the contents of this program are suitable for you from a compliance, regulatory, legal, or any other perspective. We shall have no responsibility for your use or non-use of the program or any portion thereof. Crystal Lake Tax and Financial and Sound Income Strategies LLC are not associated entities.